0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome, welcome one and all to another episode of In the Mind of Madness. I'll be your host, your guide, your captain for this trip. I'm Mr. Black, and uh, without further ado, let's get this show on the road. So I want to touch on one thing real quick, uh, it'll be brief, no reason to uh, to. to beat a fucking dead horse. Um, it's not really a dead horse at this point. It's more like this. Um, I, I just want to put a big thing out there to everybody who's an essential worker on the front line, who's still got to go to work, um, you know, supermarkets, convenience stores, guest attendants, nurses, firefighters, police officers, um, military personnel. Uh, I want to say thank you. Um, people do appreciate what you guys are doing out there. We we do appreciate um everything that you are doing for us, trying to keep us safe, healthy, and um and dealing with all this shit right now uh that's going on in the world. Um we are very appreciative. Um I myself am appreciative. Um I, I do wanna t- touch on a couple things uh also with that. Um so everybody we need to we're all in this together pretty much. Um so I'm gonna start off a little serious and um and gonna turn around and gonna get a little funny as it goes on. So if you wanna do something cool to show your appreciation, um I've seen it recently in my my community. Um people are hanging signs up in their windows, um on their front on the glass, on their front doors, um thanking first responders and um, you know. Uh, nurses and doctors and and the firefighter firefighters and, and the police officers, um, because they're putting themselves in harm's way every day, um, and it's just a little bit of appreciation that you don't think goes a long way, but it really does. It actually brightens people's days to see stuff like that. Um, if you have kids, have them draw pictures. You know, have them draw something up with a million different colors on it, um, being as as positive as possible, thanking people who are. Who are doing that. And um, trying to keep the world running. Um, well. We're all trying to. Uh, basically do what we were asked to do. And uh, social distance. And wash our hands. And wear a mask. Um, little things like that. Really do make a difference. Because you're trying to stop the spread of. Uh, uh, basically a virus that you can't see with the naked eye. Um, if you don't have to go out don't go out if you have to go food shopping um, try to avoid large crowds um you know they they really um a lot of stores are starting to do um, restricted stuff if they do curbside pickup do your curbside pickups um, you're helping not only the employees out but you're also helping out yourself and other people um, so this way you know the people who can get this stuff do it um, also support your local food business so if you have a mom and pop place that's doing curbside pickup or, or delivery, order from them before you order from a big chain yeah, order from the big chains but also remember to order from the local places because remember, the big chains are you know conglomerates that have millions and millions and millions of dollars and you know, thousands of, of locations worldwide where these mom and pop places are in your local town. And if you know a go to joint to, uh, go and get stuff, um, you, uh, go there. Um, there's plenty of local places here where, 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 um, we have gone, uh, to do curbside pickup or, um, you know, they're local spots though. They're, they're places that are local to us. So like one you know, we'll, we'll order dinner maybe two nights a week because, you know, this way we're kind of trying to, trying to social distance, but also trying to like, you know, you get that in the mood for something and you just want it and you don't want to cook it because it takes too long. So, you know, you order from the local place, you know, like we, o- o- we have a local wing, wing place here. Um, we ordered from them. We also ordered from, uh, one of the local pizzerias, um, because they have better pizza than a couple of the bigger chains. So, uh, but that's just my opinion. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Jersey guy. Um, so I kind of like, you know, I, I like real pizza as opposed to certain companies that make their pizza. I mean, yeah, that's good for a quick thing if you want to like, you know, um, if you just want something fast, cheap, and easy, but, um, I, 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 like pizza. Pizza is one of my favorite foods. Um, I think we talked about this before, but I don't give a shit. I'm going to talk about it again. Um, pizza is one of the fucking, is one of the, uh, basic foods that I like to eat. It's simple. It's easy. It, it's delicious. And there's so many different things you can get. Like last night, We ordered um, a Hawaiian pizza. I know a lot of people are not big fans of that, um, but it's not really a, I I wouldn't say it's not a, well, it's really not. The way this one place makes it that we order from, we we stumbled upon it one night when the other uh, place we usually order from, um, they were closed or their online ordering was down. It was one or the other. but we ordered from them and we tried it because we wanted it and it was great. So now when we get our Hawaiian, we get it from this one pizzeria. And we that's what we wanted last night. We were like, let's do Hawaiian. I'm like in the mood for a Hawaiian pie. Like I haven't had it in a, in a while. Um, and that's the other thing too. It's like, yeah, you're trying to eat healthy. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. Sometimes you just need a, a, a day where you can, you know, it's that treat day. Or the, as, as a lot of people call it when you're dieting, it's a cheat day. Yeah, you're stuck in the house. Yeah, you've cooked God knows what spaghetti a million times. Uh, fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches get old after a while. Uh, people who do like fish, tuna fish. Um, but whatever, you know, you just want something to break the norm. So you order a pizza. Um, we got a Hawaiian because that's what we wanted. So we um, we did that last night. Um, and it's, it's fucking great the way they make it because it's, it's like a white pie. I've had Hawaiian before. Some places make it with red sauce. Some places don't. Yeah, I know. I called it red sauce. Anything on a pizza is sauce. You, you honestly, if you want to get into semantics, um, really gravy is smooth. Um, so there's the end of the semantics on that one. Yeah, I know. People who are Italian, a lot of Italians call sauce, pizza sauce, gravy, um, pasta sauce, gravy. Um, I'm not Italian. I've talked about that before. Um, it's sauce. Um, it says it on the bottom, on the jar in the fucking grocery store. It says pizza sauce. So, um, spaghetti sauce, whatever, pasta sauce. Um, I love when people call pasta noodles. <laughs> they think everything's a noodle. Um, which is hilarious. Um, but that's just, it's just funny. It's just different areas. Um, I got educations on the way food is pronounced many, many times over from over the years of different people I was uh, involved with and families I was around. Um, uh, somebody I knew was, uh, they were 100% Italian, and I was calling scongeal um, wrong. Um, so I was, uh, you know, I was calling it uh calamari and it's calamad so you know um and if anybody who doesn't know what that is it's squid um so that i happen to like it a lot um i'm a tentacle fan i actually like the tentacles off of the um the the gavadil i mean not the gavadil the fucking the squid but um the uh, other big thing was uh You know just that education on verbiage was always fun so it's one of these things and it's a little it's little things like that but we we ordered the Hawaiian and then we also ordered the buffalo galamad last night which is fucking awesome um if you like fucking spicy food buffalo calamari is awesome uh it is is fucking great um Somebody thought of that and was just like that was a home run. We tried it one time and we we're hooked. Got it from a couple of different places and they all make it different ways. Um, it's always spicier sometimes, and you know there's a different cook. You know there's a new cook when the the shit gets hotter, which is great because I like spicy food. <clears throat> and the best thing about spicy food is I, I like I like the heat with spicy food. And w- let's talk about that a little bit there's people out there and um they literally do spicy food like and i mean like hot fucking spicy you've people who will buy shit and or have you try something and the fucking stuff is like atomic hot it would burn a hole in a metal floor you know but you have other people who it's hot yeah it's it's got that bite to it and that nice heat but it's got a lot of flavor to it And that's the difference in in a lot of hot sauces and where stuff is just either fire hot. I mean, it'll burn your mouth um, because it's just so fucking spicy. Or it's not only is it spicy, but it's also got a lot of flavor to it. And that's what you got to remember when, even when cooking. Cooking, when you do it yourself, is all about the flavor. And the funny thing about that is most people... When you talk about spicy and hot, automatically think heat. You also have to take into consideration flavor, because something can be hot as shit and taste like fucking garbage, or it can be very flavorful, very spicy, but it can taste delicious. Um, Quaker Steak is a is a is a chain. They're a big wing change, and right now I. Th- as far as I know, I didn't check their websites or anything, but I know the local store here is closed, um, but their hot sauce is very hot and it's also very tasty. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings is another big chain. Their sauces that they have are very flavorful. Um, until you get to the new blazing recipe, which I'm not a big fan of, um, their new blazing recipe is strictly just fucking straight up heat. And it really lost all the flavor to it. I like the old recipe better. Um, and I actually did their little wing challenge back when they had the old recipe. Which was fucking out of this world. Um, and then you don't get it. I mean, it was that one. Buffalo Wild Wings, you really didn't get anything for it. Um, at When I did it because it was already so they were so popular. But Quaker Steak was great because um, my best friend did it, and here's the kicker: best friend, she's a girl. She actually had guys staring at her from another table, watching her eat these wings that that Quaker Steak and Lube had, and they were there like, you know, uh, their nuclear wings, and they but they were really good. Because I even tried, like, some of the sauce on, like, my french fries. Like, just going, oh, hey, listen, let me try that. Um, because at the time, I, was, I wasn't feeling good. And my stomach was a little iffy. So, I was like, I don't want to eat this because the way my stomach feels, I'm going to either be, oh, my God, in the bathroom for, like, an hour and a half or I'm going to be throwing up. Um, so, it was like, you know, that 50-50 where it was like I half a dozen of one or half a dozen in the other. But I didn't want to be in pain and I didn't want to be on the bowl, you know, like holding up like I was fucking lifting off through my ass. Um, if anybody has seen the Tenacious D movie, The Pick of Destiny, um, the little tunes in the beginning when they're farting um, for the uh, the Adobe digital sound. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what a lot of times you feel like that you're basically going to take off the toilet um, because you are just having one of those fucking moments with your stomach um but yeah you those wings were fucking awesome and the greatest thing about it is she got a fucking t-shirt out of the deal and it was a pretty fucking badass looking t-shirt and it's great because there was guys big burly fucking guys with beards and long hair and, like, looking at her, and it was the best was when the manager brought it over. He looked at me like I was the one who ordered the fucking hot wings for the challenge. And I'm like, no, it's all her. It's all her. She, this is this is her deal. I'm not feeling good. I'm doing the girly thing. I'm having a salad. It was because my stomach was bothering me. And she had these fucking wings. It was six wings with the hottest hot sauce they had. She had to sign away. Well, she was supposed to sign away before she didn't. Um, but she got a cool t-shirt and it's like, I survived the nuclear wings challenge at Quaker steak and lube. And the guys at the table who were gawking her, I was literally, we were literally laughing when we left because they were shocked that a girl actually was doing it and not having a problem. And, but they were tasty. And that's where the thing comes in about heat and flavor. You can make something really, really hot. But the other thing, too, is you can also make things that are hot and flavorful. Um, and and you get that aspect of things. Um, a lot of things that you don't think could be spicy will be. I mean, Doritos makes the roulette chips, which is an awesome idea, which is different degrees of spiciness. Um, and you don't know what chip you're going to get because, of course, obviously the chips aren't labeled. Um yeah, you can figure it out by looking at them, but um, you know they make. Uh, there's a there's a company that makes um, that I order from. They're a local place, and uh, they're doing some cool shit, which is great. Uh, the owner actually is making uh, meals and asking for volunteers for his kitchen to come in to cook meals for um, you know nurses and stuff and doctors for the for the local hospital. Um, people to vol- come in and volunteer and help them. That's something that's a positive in the in the world. You know, and that's what we all have to think about as positives right now. You can't think about negatives. Yeah, I'm cooped up in the house. Yeah, I can't do that much. I can't go to the mall. I can't do this. You can still go outside. You can still talk to your neighbors if you like your neighbors. Um, I know some people hate their neighbors. Um, some people live in developments where their neighbors aren't back yet because they're in another state because they're snowbirds. Um, we have that in Jersey, where in the wintertime, all, most of the old people have houses in Florida or in the southern part of the United States where they go to in the wintertime because, you know, God forbid, their bones hurt. But, hey, listen, that's a great thing, you know, um, to travel like that, you know, but they're retired. So, um, I know right now everybody's having a lot of fun with the Final Fantasy Remake. Um I am pissed off at all of you, uh, because my copy was reserved before all this happened. Um, and unfortunately the store I reserved it at, which was GameStop, um, was in the mall and their stores closed, which I'm very comfortable with. I'm fine that they closed the store. Um, I'm glad they closed the mall because so many people go to the mall and I mean the mall... Here's the thing. Malls open at 10, usually open at 10 o'clock in the morning, depending for shopping. Okay. It's great. They close the malls because a lot of older people who are really susceptible to major illness with this, with this problem going on with this virus, they would be at the malls walking. And I'm not talking about like four or five people. I'm talking about like 20 or 30 people. I mean, I would pull up to the mall like 20 minutes before they opened during the week. And I'd be sitting there and waiting to go in because I knew the stores opened up at 10 o'clock. And the parking lot would be half full. And I'm going, what the fuck's is going on? And then I realized it. And I walked inside because it was a shitty day out. And it was cold. It was all fucking old people walking around. Because on the floor in the mall by me, they have mile markers. And they tell you when you walk around the mall, there's actually a little path there's mile markers and uh, I think one whole lap around the mall is two miles, but it tells you like start and end and it gives you the little mile marker. So one lap around the whole mall is like two miles, which is kind of cool. So the, all these old people are there and a lot of the malls do this. They open before the stores open. So a lot of the older people or people who can't walk outside or if it's cold out, can be inside in a climate-controlled environment. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to spend money. But it's foot traffic. You know, and they and they walk the mall. They walk the path that's determined. And, you know, they, they do this. Well, here's the problem. You can't do that right now. So, it's a good thing. Because these people are going to not be getting sick. Because, yeah, granted, these would be the people probably walking around in masks and shit. But still, they're trying to stay healthy. You don't want these people in large groups, you know. You don't want anybody in large groups right now um, because that's how it, it. It's it's a contact. You got to stay six feet apart because it, 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 it's not airborne. I mean, that's the one thing that's it's a saving grace. It's not an airborne virus. It's it's in the saliva. It's in our saliva. That's how it's transmitted. So, whether you think about it or not, or realize it, you got to realize something. When you talk, there's a little bit of saliva that comes out of your mouth, no matter what. Um, That's what transmits it. You know, when it falls on certain surfaces, it only lasts for a little while. Um, You know, and the warmer it gets, the more um, this thing's going to turn around and start to to really, you know, throttle back. But we have to wait until the weather warms up. Um, Some areas are already experiencing that, where it is getting warmer out. I mean, yeah, we're in the spring right now in, in on the East Coast and the Northern Hemisphere, you know. But you have places right now that are going through fall. So it's it's going to be a, a problem for a little while until they really get the research done correctly and stuff and, and get a vaccine that kind of combats this. <laughs> but people are recovering from it. And those numbers really would, would be a great boost if they actually would talk about them. But again, the news all they talk about is misery um, because they used to say there's a the biggest thing I remember years ago um, it was an article that was published by a gentleman in the New Yorker um, and he talked about how sex sells and that was the the title of the article and what it was talking about is sex, violence, and death are the key things that sell and, and bring up ratings so when they talk about like you know, this happening and that happening, you notice it's all negative on the news? There's very... The slowest news day is a news day where nothing actually happens. So the minute that these motherfuckers have nothing to talk about on TV, and what I'm talking about is like when the the death tolls stop showing up and the recovery rates start to skyrocket, they're going to harp on those old numbers for fucking weeks to try to generate ratings. Because everybody hangs on the news you you gotta try to break the cycle with that and stop hanging on negative onto negativity no one wants to be negative being negative is the fucking worst thing in the world it it, be having a positive outlook on life is the best thing because not only does it help your mood it helps everybody else's mood around you um and like i said a good thing and and i'm going to talk about this too depression sucks okay this is one of the worst environments for depression so, because, yeah, we're cooped up, we don't have a lot of social interaction. Humans are social creatures no matter what. Hence why Facebook is so popular. Um, because it's social interaction without the social interaction. Um, but that's how the world has evolved. And no matter where you go, what you do, what you see, um, there are people who still interact socially, out in public. And a lot of people hate that right now because they're not interacting with people. You know, yeah, we gotta do it through video chat. And like I said, my my group of friends who usually comes over, we, we game on Saturday nights. Yeah, we're doing it through video chat. Um, it does make it a little difficult. Um, but again, it, it's what we're doing to try to be safe. Um, you know, but again, you have to do stuff like that. But but people who have depression, and I myself suffer from depression. So this is like kind of for me, almost like talking, yeah, talking to a mic, talking to a computer screen, um, but I know you guys are listening out there. So I want to touch on this real quick. Drop me a line um, about anything positive in your life. Um, Mr. Black at InTheMindOfMadness.com um, or InTheMindOfMadness.com. Hit the feedback link and, and drop me a line, but talk about the positives, Drop me a line about being positive, something positive. Um, you listen to the show. The show gets you through this. Um, you know, whatever. Your your voice puts me to sleep, you know, because it's so relaxing. Um, just little things. But, or even say like, oh, hey, you know, um, we're doing good. You know, everybody's good in, in my area. Um, just little things like that um, because, believe it or not, um i I try to respond to people here's the problem i've been actually having problems with my email so i don't know it's we we me and my web person have gotten it worked out a little bit with our web host we think it's working we're not 100 percent sure we've been testing it for the last week um we didn't realize there was a problem actually until last weekend um and that was when I actually tried to send out an email and it got kicked back to me. Also, when I tried to turn around and send, uh, check my email, I sent myself a test email and it didn't work. So hopefully that supposedly is uh, smoothed out now. Um, the, uh, that's pretty much it with, with the email stuff. But yeah, Mr. Uh, it's Mr. M-R Black, B-L-A-C-K. At in the com, and you can uh drop me a link i will respond back to you um and it's just a matter of just drop a pause something positive um you know that that you're you guys are whatever the the flowers are budding in my garden um you know my my kids learn their first word and i realized like Fuck is not really an appropriate word for a you know two-year-old to be saying as her first word. Whatever it could be, but just something positive. Um, uh, also, what else? Let's see. We have... Uh, I'm going to have a guest on next week. Actually, I'm going to have two guests on next week. Uh gentleman by the name of Tig and Eric. Um, they do uh, have a YouTube channel, The Attic Dweller. Um, and uh, they have a... Uh, YouTube page nerd out with me. Um, they do YouTube, uh, shows about, um, nostalgia and, uh, you know, like board games and, and classic toys and classic cartoons, classic movies, uh, old books, uh, old computer games. Um, basically anything most nerds like. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's Tig and Eric and it's the attic dwellers and the, uh, the YouTube channel is uh, is the uh, Nerd Out with me, um, but those guys are great. Uh, they just started a new uh, show up on their channel called Backpedal. Um, the first episode's about Alf. At least I think the first episode's about Alf. Uh, it's the first one I got notified about. Um, so yeah, anybody who doesn't know what Alf is, Alf was a show back in the '80s um, when I was a kid, and it was about Alf. He was uh, ALF stands for alien life form. Uh, His name was Gordon. Um, He was from the planet Melmac and he was, you know, this TV show with a family and uh, kids liked him. The the, the parents thought he was annoying. Um, He always tried to eat the cat and uh, it spun off from a live action uh, comedy show during primetime in the 80s to a Saturday morning cartoon show. And it was funny. I fucking, I used to love watching it. Um, you know, Knight Rider and, a team and, and all the shit I used to watch. Um, but Alf was also one of those funny shows. It was like, you know, a comedy show, um, next to the Muppets. Um, you know, but there were certain things as a kid and it fucking used to weird me out. Like when they used to dress up the, I don't know if it was a midget or a little kid in the full Alf costume and he would walk and he looked weird. Um, because you're only used to seeing them from, like, really the waist up, you know, the waist, his arms, and and never his legs. Kind of like when they did the Muppet movies. And I know Tig talked about this on his his, uh, backpedal show. But, yeah, it is weird seeing Muppets with their fucking legs and when they walk around and shit. Um, Because it's odd. And it just looks fucking weird. Um, Like Kermit the Frog riding a bicycle. But um, that's shit that's funny. I mean, you look at it now and it's really weird. Um, how they used to do it, all the smoke and mirrors they used to use um, to do all this stuff. And um, just uh, you watch old documentaries on like the Muppets and uh, Star Wars and, and, and these older movies where they used like live action instead of CGI where the puppet was actually there. Like Jabba the Hut, in case nobody realizes it, was actually three guys in a fucking gigantic costume. Uh, they didn't use CGI back in back then. Um, the the Death Star and the trench runs and the the, the Tie Fighter and the X Wing scenes. Those scenes were models. They were all miniatures that that were hand built and destroyed um, using uh, painted backgrounds. Uh, Great movie. It's a cult movie. I am a big fan of it. Tron. Tron was shot entirely in black and white, except for the color scenes in the beginning. Then the scenes where you see them in the grid, where you see like Flynn in the grid and stuff. Not the Neutron, not Tron Legacy, the original Tron movie. Um, that was shot. The rest of the, the most of that movie was shot in black and white. And the red or blue you see on them was actually hand painted. They hand painted the cells. To make the uh, the the suits and stuff glow, and it was modern computer graphics. They uh, uh, at the time it was the state of the art computer graphics that they used for like the light cycles and the grid, and, and and everything that that movie did shows us leaps and bounds where they've come with CGI and computers and technology and just what we're capable of and what we might be capable of. You know that that movie was thirty years ago. Actually, fuck longer, because I was like, I think it was like five years old when that came out. Um, Of course, now I'm going to go to the um, the the know it all of my favorite thing that I talk about constantly on this on my show when I'm referencing movies is IMDb, because believe it or not, Oh, Tron was made in '82, Um, and it basically uh, synopsis for the movie I will read it from. I IMDB uh, a computer hacker is abducted into the digital world and forced to participate in uh, gladiatorial games where his only chance to escape is with the help of a heroic security program uh, Tron Tron is actually the security program um, it's a great nostalgic sci-fi movie um, another one like that is the black hole um, that is also a movie from when I was a kid um uh, that's very interesting but yeah Tron is uh Jeff Bridges Bruce box box Lightner uh David Warner uh Cindy Morgan uh, Bernard Hughes uh Dan Shore a lot of people who became famous later in life um and you know at the time Jeff Bridges was huge you know he was he was young he was starting to show up in a lot of movies um Lloyd Bridges was his father. Um, But you have... uh, You know, Jeff Bridges... Recently, you guys know Jeff Bridges if you've seen the first Iron Man movie. He played Obadiah Stane. Um, So, that's Jeff Bridges now. He reprised his role in uh, Tron Legacy as Kevin Flynn. Um, They are talking about possibly making a third Tron movie, but it all depends because... It's hard with cult movies. Tron is a cult considered a cult classic. It's a very niche group. Sci-fi nerds like it. Computer nerds like it, for the most part. Um, But you kind of have to have that nostalgic thing. Um, I can still watch it. It's a movie like Dune. I can watch Dune. It's a fucking three-hour movie, maybe longer. Um, But I can sit and watch the whole fucking movie. I've also read the book. The book is... They love 10 times different than the movie. So what I can suggest to anyone is if you want a good read during all this shit, pick up Frank Herbert's Dune and sit down and read it and then watch the movie. And you will comparatively see a huge difference in the story arc because a lot of shit. I'm not going to ruin anything for anyone, but a lot of shit happens differently in the book and i've read all three books i'm actually on the third book um i think it's children of dune which i believe they made a sci-fi show out of um but i've read dune I i read dune messiah and i'm i'm in the middle of uh reading children of dune which is uh what happens afterwards but it's interesting how this series worked um it's a very interesting series it's very it's a long read but it's, edu- it's a very interesting read. If you have the mental capacity for it, and fuck, we're all cooped up, grab it on a fucking download because everybody's doing free shit now. Um, I think Amazon's throwing stuff out for Kindles. I, I don't know if Barnes & Noble's doing the same thing for Nook, but I you know there's so much shit you can do. If you want to fucking even audiobook it and go out for a bike ride, do it. Um, be prepared. It is fucking long. Um, but it's all depending on your sci-fi taste. Um, funny movies. Shit, there's a fucking shitload of them. One thing I'm very disappointed with. I tried to watch Bad Boys uh, for Life, um, and I had to turn it off because I thought that there was something going on with the CRT file that they were talking Spanish in the beginning of the movie, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, here's the problem. I went on and read fucking bunch of shit. Apparently, there's no subtitles when the fucking they talk Spanish, so. Um, guys you fucking drop the ball on this one seriously not everybody in the world speaks Spanish um, there are some people who don't uh, I learned French in school I didn't want to take Spanish I had a girlfriend for that she was Spanish um, when I, I was in high school I learned some of this shit from her I, I really didn't you know, learn Spanish because I didn't want to um, it was just one of those things um, that I was interested in. I was interested in taking French. Um, of course, French is the language of, well, they say, the language of love. Um, I also think it's the language of food, um, because there's so many things that are in food that are French words and stuff like that. But anyway, um, Fran- the guys in France are awesome. Uh, you know, I, I like a lot of the shit. I've watched a lot of, uh, things um in French I do understand a majority of words subtitles do help um but I I've I've lost a little edge over the years um I don't speak it as much anymore um I do have relatives who live in Canada so I talk French I've talked French Canadian with them sometimes I've been up there quite a few times um when my one cousin was very young um so I've experienced different dialects and different languages. Um, especially where I grew up, it's a big uh, it was a big melting pot of like a lot of different languages, a lot of different cultures. Um, which is why I like a lot of different food. So that's why I talk about food. So um and uh I, I just I, I like the way things work. And if anybody hasn't tried it, Mountain Dew Ice is actually pretty kick ass for a caffeine-free drink. Um, it's basically Mountain Dew, Lemon, Lime, and it's clear. Um, it's very. It's a very good drink. I happen to like it a lot. Um, that and Baja Blast. I hate the fact that it's only seasonal, and then you can only get a Taco Bell year-round. Um, but, listen, it's one of those things. So, um, I'm an oddball, too, because other things I like food-wise. Um, I like Vanilla Coke. Um i i like vanilla i'm not a big i'm not and i'm not i don't want to offend anybody i understand white chocolate is not the fucking greatest thing in the world it's made of a bunch of like garbage but i don't not a big chocolate person i like vanilla i like the vanilla cokes um but i also like strawberry quick i don't know if that's like weird but whatever that's me um so but i do have something interesting i I have a couple things um I'm going to talk about two different types of, I already talked about pizza that I like, uh, tacos. So here's a good one. Here's going to make everybody laugh. So we were joking. uh was joking with a couple of my friends and uh, through video chat, and um, we were talking about pizza, pizza and tacos. And I turned around and said, 98% of the human body is made up of pizza, um, in reference to a line from Spaceballs. Or actually, I shouldn't say a line, a character in Spaceballs and I then get a response back um of well what's the other two percent made out of it and i turned around and said tacos so two of my favorite foods are obviously pizza and tacos um really it's i would say it's um spanish food um because i like rice and beans i like blatanos. i like uh i like burritos i like um, t- i like tortillas i like uh enchiladas i like carnitas um and I, I have friends who used to go over when i was going to school and stuff as a kid and i would go to my friend's uh house for dinner a lot because we would always work on stuff together he was a, a he, he was a whatchamacall from puerto rico and his mom was awesome um anytime you'd go over the house you would have to eat dinner with them so she got me hooked on on the botanos. Um, rice and beans and chicken. Um, anytime we would go over there for dinner, uh, and the Carnitas. Um, and I know I'm probably can pronounce that wrong, but you, who? If anybody speaks the right knows how to pronounce it the correct way. Send me the pronunciation, um, or just tell me I'm fucking wrong and stupid. Um, but yeah, but I like I like, uh, I like the, that that she would make. It was always fucking great. Um, she would always make fresh tortillas. Um, she would make uh she'd make fresh uh, plantains. Uh that's what blatanos are. They're uh you know, uh, like a fried plantain. really fucking good. Um it's like dessert. <laughs> um, but it's it's it was fucking great. Um and her fried chicken was always awesome. And, you know, it was moist and it had that fucking perfect texture. Um but yeah. So Different types of ethnic, different types of food are always fun, especially if you have experience to try something different out of your your comfort zone. Um, but yeah, tacos and pizza are two of my favorite foods. They've have been since I was a kid. Um, hot dogs. We're not going to get into that because I will start a, we can start a war over hot dogs, and that's more of as we get closer to the summer, we'll have that I'll have that topical discussion. Um, and it'll be interesting cause I, that episode I'm going to want feedback for and from, and I'll, I'm going to bring it up the closer we get. Um, I'm going to put, try to get polls working on my webpage. We're having a little bit of difficulty with that. Um, so, cause I, I want to try to do interaction with everybody. I want to try to get some way to, besides feedback, I want to interact with everybody, a little bit um, I'm not a big fan of Facebook so uh, I have a Twitter page um, it's in the mind of madness uh, at Twitter um, so that's great too um, and the biggest thing about that is uh, I'm trying to grow so yeah so the, the two gentlemen um, from that YouTube channel I'm gonna have on next weekend I'm also working on uh, I'm going to send an email out to I happen to like a, another YouTube guy He's a musician actually um, He uh, he does a lot of I'm a big metal person I like hard rock and heavy metal mostly um, Hence the intro song um, I, I'm big on that um, I like all types of music But I kind of still gra- I gravitate towards Hard rock and heavy metal And the gentleman's name is Leo Mordecai I think I'm pronouncing that right. I I, I apologize if I'm not. Um, and he's from Norway. He's awesome. Um, he runs a studio called Frog Leap Studios. He's on YouTube, so look up Frog Leap Studios and you will find his YouTube channel uh, because it's his uh, studio. He does covers of every popular song, and he does metal covers, and they're and they're not just him with a guitar and cover. No. He does full-on videos, and they're funny. I mean, he's gone so far to do, like, even that, that Baby Shark song um, with his daughter and his wife and everything. And it's awesome how he includes his his kids and his wife and his family in it. That That's a great, great feature um, that he includes them with it. And he also includes up-and-coming um, artists that have reached out to him. Um, I've seen a lot of different things. Uh, a lot of different videos with different songs um, his uh, but he's he's awesome he, he, every time I watch something I love this song I love the his version of the song um, I happen to like one of my favorite songs is um, Stevie Wonder's Superstition he does a cover of it that is like fucking phenomenal and uh, it's awesome um, to watch it just how he does it what he's you know he's super it looks super funny um the, the other cool song is he does feel good ink by the gorillas um walking through a mall dressed up as a bunny rabbit so if you want to um you know throw throw that into the search engine for youtube um and I'm gonna be reaching out to him in the next couple of weeks to try to get him on uh, for an interview um you know ask him just some basic stuff but it's uh he's a guy i like i mean i've been following him for for years i found him probably shit five or six years ago um just and it was just stupid it's youtube is the greatest thing in the world because you can get lost in youtube youtube can turn into a five minute search for something stupid that turns into a three and a half hour search because you can just get lost into youtube indefinitely so, that's the greatest thing about YouTube, and that's how I, find, how I found Frog Leap Studios and Leo Mordecai. But, now, 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 now for something completely different. Um, so, uh, you guys, I know, probably just stick around for my recipes, because you don't want to hear me fucking blabber on for an hour. Um, anyway, so I got one really good recipe. We made it the other night, um, and it was fucking awesome. Um... I did not prepare this, um, my better half did, um, and it was fucking out of this world, but they're called lasagna roll-ups. Uh, prep time's about 30 minutes, cook time's about 42 minutes, total time about an hour and 12. So so lasagna roll-ups combine the best of classic lasagna, uh, but they're so much easier to serve and they bake faster and can be enjoyed right away. No resting time is required. So basically... Um you need 12 lasagna noodles cooked and pa- cooked to package instructions. So you cook the lasagna noodles to the package instructions for cooking. 16 ounces of ground beef, however you want to use it, you don't have to use ground beef. Like I said before, every recipe on here can be modified for whatever your palate is or taste is. If you're vegan, if you're you need gluten-free, you can modify everything I talk about to suit your needs so 16 ounces of some type of meat product uh whether it be tofu of uh, whatever it is what, vegan meat whatever the vegan meat stuff is um 24 ounces of marinara sauce tomato sauce pasta sauce whatever you want to fucking use uh, half a half cup of diced onions if you don't like onions um i got two actually two twists with that they have make uh frozen vidalia onions Cut into cubes. They actually dissolve when you cook them in tomato sauce. Um, or you can use onion powder. Your choice, total. Uh, three garlic cloves minced. Like I said, you don't like garlic, don't want to use it. Garlic powder works just the same. Uh, one teaspoon sea salt, or to taste for red sauce. So taste your sauce. If you think it needs salt, add it. Um, use sea salt, sea salt's actually a lot better for you. Um, then regular salt, uh, half a teaspoon of black pepper, same thing. To taste, adds a little spice to it, um, half a teaspoon oregano, 15 ounces of ricotta cheese, ricotta cheese, pot cheese, some people call it pot cheese, um, one large egg, quarter cup parmesan cheese, shred it, three cups mozzarella cheese, shred it, divide it in the quarter cups, uh, no, divide it. Uh, quarter cup parsley chopped plus more to garnish. Parsley is fucking irrelevant um, you, you use it or don't, it's not a big deal. This is what the recipe calls for. As far as your cheese goes when once I'm done with all this the instructions um, this is going to be the first recipe it's actually going to be put on the page. Um, I'm actually going to send it to my uh, web uh, my web person and they'll actually post it on the web page. So, um, basically, you can do you can use it. three cups of mozzarella cheese, get a little bit more because the way we made it, we modified, like I said, most recipes we can modify. When, this is calling for the roll-up. They want to put the, the cheese and the sauce on each individual roll-up. The way we did it was is we layered the, um, the pan with the sauce, put the lasagna roll-ups in, did it the way it was supposed to, and then added more sauce on top with more mozzarella cheese, If you like more cheese, add more cheese. More cheese is always good. Um, Preheat oven to 375. Cook noodles in a large pot of salted water according to package instructions. Then drain and fill pot with cold water to stop the cooking process and keep noodles from sticking together. Two, in a deep pan or Dutch oven, (laughs) Dutch oven, um, over medium-high heat, cook ground beef until no longer pink, breaking breaking up with a spatula usually about two minutes. Um, <laughs> add onion and cook until softened, three minutes. Add garlic, one tea- teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of pepper and half a teaspoon of oregano, and saute another minute. Uh, add marinara. Bring to a simmer, turn off the heat. Uh, spread half a cup of meat sauce over the bottom of the casserole dish. Um, in a large bowl, stir together, the ragot, the cheese, one egg, half a, uh, I'm sorry, one quarter, that's one-fourth cup of Parmesan cheese, one and a half cups of mozzarella cheese, and one-fourth cup parsley, if you want to, parsley not relevant. Um, uh, To contain messiness, uh, arrange noodles over a large baking sheet in a single layer, spread a quarter cup. Um, or one scant ice cream scoop of cheese mixture over the top of each noodle. Add a heaping tablespoon of meat sauce uh, in a strip down the center of the noodle. Roll noodles up and arrange in the prepared casserole dish. Spread remaining meat sauce over the tops of the roll-ups and sprinkle on the remaining cup and a half of mozzarella cheese. Cover with foil. Make sure the foil isn't touching the cheese. If your pan is on the shallow side, you can put toothpicks into the roll-ups to keep the foil away from the cheese. Yeah, foil, cheese doesn't mix well because usually the cheese will stick to the foil. Um, Good way to do it, though. Um, Like I said, if the pan isn't deep enough and the cheese is touching, put toothpicks in. It'll stop it from touching. Um, Bake covered at 375 for 40 minutes. Remove foil and... Cook a broil for two to three minutes or until cheese is lightly golden. Garnish with parsley to serve. Okay, so th- that's the basic instructions. You don't have to follow that. You can turn around and um, add extra cheese because we, like, covered the whole top. Almost made it, like, lasagna baked ziti, uh, lasagna roll-up baked ziti. It was actually really good. It came out awesome. Um, so, yeah, it, it made about, I want to say, like, 12 roll-ups. Um so yeah it makes about 12 12 lasagna roll-ups remember if you're going to do more you're gonna have to just double all your ingredients um, so and your cooking times so remember double everything cooking time's the same because you're gonna do separate pans f- for your baking process but you're gonna have to double all your all your ingredients uh, if you want to make more so um, but it's a great dish Um And it it came out awesome. You can serve it on a plate, put it in a bowl, um, and the leftover, it's even better the fucking next day. Um, it's one of those dishes that actually comes out really good. It it holds really good overnight. Um, and it's a great little, um, it's a great meal. It's a great self-contained meal because you have, it's almost like it's a roll up. So it's like, um, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a um, You know, or stuffed shells, another way to put it. But it's in a lasagna form, using a lasagna noodle. Um, It was really good. um, And I, you know, gave the person who made it, like, a lot of props because uh, it was an awesome idea. Um, And it came out really, really good. Um, Always be careful, obviously, of burning your noodles. That's why you do the cold water, because it stops the cooking process and stops them from sticking together. Um, But that's one of the the key points and um, I'm going to say it again uh, let's see we're at 52 alright well so basically um, that's your one thing I want to talk about one other thing so that was dinner now I want to talk about something for breakfast um, eggs I happen to be I, I love eggs um, I know there's people and it's weird I've talked to people who say they hate eggs but um, The cool thing is, you can, uh, if you want to, if you buy a lot of eggs, and I know people are going nuts right now because of all the shit going on, um, this is perfect. So we just had Easter, so maybe people have hard boiled eggs left over. That's a great way to cook eggs to keep them longer. The other cool thing to do with it is you can turn them into egg salad. But before we get to that point, you got to think about this for eggs. Um, I grew up with these things called sliders. Um, Basically, it's bacon, egg, and cheese or uh, Taylor ham, egg, and cheese on a roll or bread or whatever. But you basically leave the egg. um, Some people call it sunny side up. So it's you don't break the yolk. Um, But that's where the slider part comes in, because it's basically you cook your egg, you know, and I can actually make good eggs and keep the yolks I've um, actually gotten better it It does take practice um, listen if you can do it the first time you make an egg and not fuck up the yolk I give you mad props um, it's taken me years to get to that point um, when I used to crack eggs I used to break them all the time so I'm going to actually talk about two things with eggs um, real quick one, uh, the best scrambled eggs if you can't have milk um, I've used two different types I've used regular milk and I've used almond milk To make my scrambled eggs, um, those are awesome. Um, It actually the eggs, the milk makes the eggs fluffier. Um, So don't use water. I have people who use water all the time, and it fucking sucks. Um, It's not the same. It doesn't make them as fluffy. It it does keep them not as dry, but you know, um, it's not a good thing to use. I know a lot of restaurants do that shit. And it drives me nuts when I have crappy eggs, um, but scrambled eggs good that way. And the cool thing with scrambled eggs is you can turn around and right when you take off, and this is a trick I learned from um, one of my one of uh, one of the waitresses I talked to at one of the diners I, I go I used to go to as a kid, um, and I actually learned this older in life because we I've been there recently. And I was talking to her and I said, how the hell did cheese melt it in the scrambled eggs? And this is what they told me. The minute the eggs are going to come off, they turn around and take the eggs off. And when they're scooping them into on the plate or in the bowl, in a bowl, they put it in a bowl first. Mix the the cheese already sitting there and mix it in because the eggs are hot. Don't put it directly on the stove, the stove flat top. Some of them do. The good cooks, she said, will. They'll mix it in as they're finishing up, and they'll give it that quick couple of like 30, 40 seconds, but then as soon as they come off and the eggs are piping hot, they'll throw, the, throw it in with cheese and mix it up together, so this way the cheese actually, they, you get cheesy eggs, um, but that's it, and I'm one of those people, and I know it's gonna, a lot of people are gonna screech out there, and no, I'm not gonna say mayonnaise, um, ketchup, I like ketchup on my scrambled eggs. <laughs> And when we're talking about that, um, to make a slider. Anybody who hasn't heard of it. Basically you get a roll. I don't care what kind of roll it is, you can have a Kaiser roll, you can have a Portuguese roll, um, a sub roll. But if you wanna make a good slider, um, uh even poppy seed rolls work. Um bagels work too, really good. Oh my god, especially when the fucking yolk comes out of the fucking hole in the center of the bagel, that shit is to die for. Um but what you want to do is you obviously want to cook your egg, sunny side up. While the egg is cooking on the yolk side, you take a piece of cheese or two pieces of cheese, put it on the egg. Um, obviously, put your egg, scoop your egg out, put it on your bottom slice of bread. Then, usually cooking an egg should take no more than about one to two minutes. Um, and you use uh, use a little bit of pepper in there. Obviously, if you're going to cook, make your bacon first. I should have started with that. Make your bacon first. I like crispy bacon. So I leave my bacon on until it gets to that point where it's like I pretty much can pick it up and break it. Um, some people don't like bacon as crispy. Um, so cook your bacon first. The same pan you cook your bacon in, use that to cook your egg. Because... A, you cut down on the use of something, another item, i.e. butter. You already have the pan greased with the bacon. So you use the bacon fat to cook your egg in. That's the way my mom used to make them. That's the way I kind of learned how to make them um, for years. That's how I learned how to, like I said, I've I got cooking from my mom um, and my grandmother and other people around me, my stepdad and stuff like that, my real dad. Um, but yeah, I that's how you make the egg is you turn around and you take it and you cook it in your bacon grease. A little bit of pepper on it. A couple of shakes depending on how you like, how much pepper you like. If it was my grandmother, my grandmother is the pepper connoisseur. Um, she will use half a bottle of pe- pepper. So, the the woman, literally, my grandfather used to say it all the time, like he's would laugh. He'd be like, alright, we're going to need two pepper shakers on the table because of my group. He didn't even tell me. He goes, because of your grandmother. I started laughing all the time. Um, <laughs> but no. She would, you know, she wouldn't even taste anything first. She would just douse it with pepper. Um, but yeah. the uh, You put some pepper on your, your fried egg. Put your cheese on. Let your cheese start to melt a little bit. Once it gets to that where it starts to melt, scoop it up. Put it on your, whatever you're going to use. And the bottom part. Um, can't stress that enough then layer your bacon across the top however much you want Taylor ham pork roll um, we talked about that before you know that's a Jersey thing Taylor ham uh, pork roll pork roll egg and cheese is a Jersey thing I had sliders they were bacon egg and cheese Um, one place I went to was pork roll egg and cheese Slater's was, was pork roll egg and cheese always pork roll egg and cheese it was six pieces of pork roll. I talked about them before. Um, when this shit blows over, anybody ever travels down the shore for the summertime, they're going to Sandy Hook. Stop at Slater's and Leonardo. They are the original. They're on Route 35 um, south in Leonardo um, in a little hole-in-the-wall shopping center. Um, stop in there. Grab a slider. Grab a sub. You'll be impressed. Um, but that's what you did. You uh, Egg? Cheese, bacon on top, ketchup last. Always ketchup last. Um, that's the sandwich I don't need ketchup with. I, I can eat it either way, with or without ketchup. I like them with ketchup, especially with the yolk. And the yolk and the ketchup mixed together acts as your nice, especially in foil or on a plate. It's, you soak the bread up, the last of the bread with the fucking sandwich. Out of this fucking world. But... Those are my my three things for food for this week, for this episode. Um I'm glad you guys are sticking with me. I'm glad everybody's hope everybody's being safe, conscientious, social distancing. Um again, website in the mind of madness dot com. Drop us a line at the feedback link. Um again, um I'm your host, Mr. Black. Everybody be safe. Uh this shit'll all hopefully be over and we'll be returning to somewhat of normalcy soon um until then stay healthy stay safe wash your hands um and uh keep listening um because without you i wouldn't be doing this uh, nor would i want to um so um it's been fun this is another episode of in the mind of madness i'm mr black and uh i will see you when i see you um until next weekend have a good one folks